Hey, non-plus listeners, if you're a craft beer fan, have we got the app for you. Tavor, it's the app for fans of craft brews and trying new and exciting labels. It's so cool. Snag the app from your iOS or Android app store, browse the current list of hard-to-find 100% independent beers, and add them to your personalized crate, or enroll in the subscription, and Tavor will handpick the highest-rated beers that suit your taste. There's no minimums or commitments, and if you're selecting the beers for yourself, you pay as you choose, and then request delivery whenever you're ready. Again, there's no monthly limit or minimum that you need to hit, and a flat rate shipping doesn't change with the size of your crate. As many beers as you want, same price to ship. Tavor posts a 100% independent community, over 650 featured breweries from 47 states, and over 7,000 beers tasted. That's nuts. Yeah, you can download Tavor today and try it for yourself. Just use the code NONPLUS at checkout for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Again, download Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your app store and use the code NONPLUS for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. I'll drink to that. And one for Mahler. You could have had a bad witch, non-committal. Non-committal. Why does my Lizzo impersonation sound like Cher? <laughs> could have had a bad oh. witch, non-committal. And then when you think about it, uh, my share kind of actually sounds like Jimmy Stewart. to another episode of non-plussed a mischief media podcast it's a gay romp through the disney plus vault that over there is my husband clancy and over there is my husband josh it's us and we're non-plussed hi hey hey ho uh, hi it's spooky persons. season yes hello 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 Ghosts. Ghosts. Oh God. Um, you know what? If you're really if you're feeling the spoop this season, you can head on over to mischiefmerch.com and there is a spooky collection. Yes, lots and lots of spooky stuff. Um that is not all uh we've got we've got Buffy stuff. We've got um actually there's some uh what's it called? Hocus pocus stuff in here. Yeah. Um 100% that witch. We've got, yeah, the Sanderson Witch Museum, all that stuff. Yeah, so lots all of spoon- cool stuff there. Uh-huh. And there's the What's Next collection, which blends well with the election collection. It's all West Wing themed and like pro vote themed merch oh, right, and materials. because the episodes end with What's Next. Yeah, well, yeah, well that's what um, the president says whenever he's moving on to another thing. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. You're thinking of the podcast. Oh. The West Wing Weekly ends. Every episode ends with what's, what's next. next? Yes. Got it. I thought that was a, a trope. That's not a Mischief show. Media podcast. But Mischief Merch has West Wing merch. Yes, which and you a, can get. Yes. Go. So check it out. Mischiefmerch.com. All righty. Just some quick Disney Plus news. Yeah. Uh, Hume McGregor says that the Obi-Wan series will not um, start filming until next March. Or rather, we'll start filming next March. That's fair. Like, it's not that it's being pushed back. This is news. Like, there hasn't been any sort of um, 
Just that it was Hard happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the you know things got pushed back, and I think there were writer changes or something. We'll we'll put this. Uh, we'll put all of these links in the show notes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's exciting. They're going to start filming next March for the Obi Wan series. Very very excited. I just yes. rewatched all of the Mandalorian. Um, because the Mandalorian two is coming out soon. Yes, the next or season. The next season. And uh, yeah, if they continue to do this sort of stuff, like I'm way on board for it. Awesome. It's so much. Fun. Yes, yes, yes. And then they reorganized the Marvel movies a bit. They did. So I kind of noticed this earlier today and then Josh found the, this article, which I mean, kind of uh, dives a little bit deeper into it. But um, essentially, they've identified Marvel movies that are not within the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Marvel legacy movies. Yeah. So and then that, everything else is broken out by by phase by cinematic Correct. universe phase and in order of chronology. It's cool to see that they're doing that. And all of the X-Men movies fall under that Marvel legacy banner, which, which is interesting means that they're probably not going to be using any of that within the, Marvel I mean, that's MCU. how they, that's, isn't that what they call star Wars stuff? That's not Canon anymore. as like star Wars legacy. Um, extended universe. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, don't they call it like legacy stuff? Like it's non-canon, yeah, it's, but it's, it's still there and, yeah, and let's like, look at it. Cause it's pretty. We're, yes. They've been reorganized on the platform. And then speaking of the platform, uh, soul that next Pixar movie. Yeah. It's skipping movie theaters and coming to the platform on uh Christmas day without the premium price tag. I mean, it's kind of crazy. The second Pixar movie to be immediately loaded onto this. Yep. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. you know, they they can still make money off of it. The Hamilton stuff, I think that was kind of what what did it was like when I mean they put Hamilton on there. There were so many new signups. Well, uh, do you want to get into the movie that we're talking about this week, Josh? This week for our second spoopy episode in our first Woo! Halloween season. So scary is Halloween Town. Yes, the Disney Channel original movie that was released October seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight. Uh huh. With a runtime of an hour and a half. Yep. So it's a short and sweet one. Thankfully. Actually, all of the Disney Channel movies are basically an hour and a half, which well, makes yeah. sense. But because yeah, they don't have commercials, they just do little bumpers at the beginning and the end for yeah. their own content. And you can tell in this movie yeah. when there were commercials. Yeah, well, yeah, and, it, and even even then, they're not real. Again, they're not real commercials because like Disney Channel commercials were only ever. Here's other stuff on Disney Channel. That's true. Check out this cartoon block. I'm Lizzie McGuire. I'm casting a spell, and it's Mickey ears. This movie was directed by Dwayne Dunham. Uh-huh. Uh, he actually has a very seasoned career. Yeah. Uh, he was, he started as an assistant edi- editor on the star Wars on new hope and empire. Oh, cool. Um, and then was the full editor on uh, return of the Jedi and also blue velvet. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, he has directed movies such as homeward bound, the incredible <gasps> journey. Um, Little Giants, and now you see it, to name a few. All films I've enjoyed at one point or another. Yep. Uh, and then numerous TV films. Uh, the 13th Year, Ready to Run, Right on Track, and Tiger Cruise. Mm. Um, he's also directed uh, for both Twin Peaks television <laughs> series. He's had a crazy career. Yeah. The original series, he directed like three episodes, but then he directed all of the episodes of the... Like the reboot or whatever. Whatever. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Me neither. So, I don't know. But never I've really heard it's crazy. Yeah, it just never really seemed. I don't know. I finished. I finished Mulholland Drive and was like, "What? I, yeah, huh, uh huh." You know what I mean? Same feeling about Blue Velvet. So it's all good. I can I can appreciate it for what it is, but I don't have to like it. 
<laughs> I don't even know if you have to appreciate it. I mean, it's something that exists. I don't know. I, you yeah. know, it has a point of view. <laughs> a very strong point of view. It, it does. <laughs> um, the screenplay was written by Paul Burnham. The music, however, Mark uh, Mothersbaugh, uh-huh. uh, who is the co-founder, lead singer, and keyboardist of Defo, he has done so much. Of course he has. He's one of the guys from Devo. Right. But this guy, so. The music in this movie was awful. It was terrible. This guy phoned this shit (laughs) in. He was like, it's all fucking MIDI instruments. Yeah, let's get it. He did Rugrats and Rocket Power, the regular show, other cartoons. Like it just, I mean, not that this was a cartoon, but you know. The, the audience is good the score. Same. Like, yeah. like, you know what the Rugrats theme is. You know what? Uh, um, he he also did uh, uh, what we do in the shadows. Also in video games, did Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot. It's wild. And for uh, how awful the music was in this. Thinking back, it's not awful. It's just so generic. I've <laughs> listened to a lot of his other work, and I can categorically say that this is my <laughs> least favorite of his work. Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot is better than the music, and th- that says something. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the cast? Let's Josh? do it. Start uh, kick it, kicking it off. Tits up, chins out. It's showtime. The late great Debbie Reynolds is Aggie Cromwell. She passed December twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. A uh, day after, actually, her daughter Carrie Fisher passed. The day after. The day after. Oh, that's even more sad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, honey, it's okay. Don't she was she had a great crit look. She did. I've listened to a lot of Carrie Fisher's autobiographies and a lot of them mm-hmm. she details like her life growing up with, you know, the Debbie Reynolds. And Debbie Reynolds was a hoofer and she was she worked. Yeah. Uh she kicked off in Singing of the Rain and then just did a string of movies through the 50s, 60s, including doing a 26 episode series of her own show. Jesus. Yeah. She was on Laughing for a bit. Um, and then she's just consistently appearing in movies and stuff. Through the 90s and into the 2000s, when she started getting back into TV more, she did um, recurring roles on Rugrats. She was Grace's mom on Well and Grace. Oh. Um, and she was like Grandma Possible on Kim Possible. That's delightful. Yeah. And then she was, um, she played herself in one of my favorite movies, um, Connie and Carla. Have I ever made you watch that one? No. It's the one with Nia Varlos. You never have to make me watch any movie. That is a lie and you know it. I usually have to make you watch musicals before you actually give them a chance. Fair enough. Yeah. You but still you haven't really watched Chicago movies. all the way through. Like this is a conversation we can have in front of people if you want. <laughs> um, Moving but I don't on. think it's going to turn out the way you want it to. My point is Connie and Carla. It's one that Nia Vardalos wrote about two friends who are on the run from a Coke dealer. Oh, and so they hide out in West Hollywood and pretend to be drag Queens in a very Victor Victoria <laughs> kind of way. That's awesome. Um, and it's got David Duchovny in it too. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. It's really quite good. Rad. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, then we had Kimberly J. Brown as Marnie Piper. Um, who's yeah. the 13 year old. We'll, we'll talk about Marnie as a person. Will we get into this 100%. a bit more? Kimberly J. Brown as a person, however, uh, played this role <laughs> in all three Halloween town movies. She also did. Do you remember that Red Rose Stephen King miniseries that came out in like the 2000s? I'm shaking my head now. It was kind of, um, I was actually, excuse me, just reading about how it was kind of a, a Stephen King take on the haunting and you know, all of that. Okay. Um, anyway, I kind of like that, but she's done a lot of TV, um, and did like a 26 episode arc on guiding light. which is a soap opera. Oh, cool. So yeah, she, she like does stuff for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, next, we have Judith Hogue. Yes. Who plays Gwen Cromwell Piper. The mom. Yeah. She was the original April O'Neil in the first Ninja Turtles movie. Fuck. Yes, she was. <laughs> and then she was Denise in Armageddon and Lillian in Hitchcock. Okay. Real quick, because it just doesn't really matter. There is some trivia that she missed um, the premiere of Armageddon to film this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So Bless her heart. <laughs> I mean, what was she passing up? Free drinks, past apps. I guess Bruce Willis doing I karaoke. Don't close my eyes to that song. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you. Babe. We can't afford that much of that song. We can't. Um, she's done a lot of single TV episode appearances uh, through the nineties and two thousands, but she had arcs on Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice, and she did thirteen episodes of Big Love as Cindy Price. Oh, and this, I mean. The composer, what's his name? Did yeah, Big Love. Yeah, Mark. So like, wow. Yeah, everything's connected. But recently, she was on like forty episodes of Nashville. What? Oh yeah, okay. It's like the that the country CMT. singing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was on NBC. I think. Was it on NBC? I think it was on NBC. Oh, okay. Um, I don't Sorry remember. I never watched it. Yeah, but Hayden Panettiere was in it. She was that one. But then also, she was on a few episodes of The Magicians. Oh, you like that? I like the books. I need oh. to give the TV show another shot, I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, then we had Joey Zimmerman as Dylan Piper. Um, he had recurring roles on Earth 2 and Bailey Kipper's POV, um, but both of those shows only lasted one season. I remember because I looked through and I was like, these things are familiar. They're in my brain. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, both shows are connected to a memory of Blue Jello. I don't know why. Well, he's actually been, a, he was in all of the Halloween Town movies. Not right. all of the actors were. But, right. But I mean, outside of that, he hasn't done much. No. Because he's got Halloween Town. He's got the Halloween Town <laughs> money. Um, that said, Philip Van Dyke as Luke, uh, he was the voice of Arnold in Hey Arnold and was also young oh, Johnny Storm in the unreleased 1994 film, The Fantastic Four, that was made and unreleased. Do you not know this? This is like old comic book lore. It was made because they needed to, to, re- to keep the license. Um, and they could only do that by making a film. And so they made a God awful fantastic four film uh, and then never released it, but it renewed the license so that they could keep it. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of somebody fucked up on a contract there. And right. like, I can make a movie without releasing it. And that still lets me retain the licensing for that. Some. Nonsense. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, good for them, but uh, I didn't see anything on his IMDb since 2003. Bless. Yeah. Emily Roski, same thing as Sophie Piper. She did these and then she hasn't acted in anything else. She's got a recent headshot on there. Oh, okay. But hasn't, according to IMDb, done any other work. Okay. Uh, lastly, we have Robin Thomas as Calabar with a K, even though the movie would let you think that it was a C yeah. for the entire fucking Well, the thing. subtitles. No, and even the titles at the beginning of the movie oh. have it listed with a C, and then they changed it to a K, I'm assuming, when they wanted to make the second movie, and the C just Maybe because the K, cool. the K is more evil. Seems like it's more <laughs> sinister, yeah. I guess. Anyways. Um, yeah, what was he in? He was mostly a TV actor with recurring roles on like Another World, Who's the Boss, Matlock, The Mommies, Murphy Matt Brown. Matlock! Queer as Folk, The Division, Fuller House, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and Mystery 101. Like he's, <laughs> he goes, he goes from like five episode arc to five episode arc like every year. You're still laughing what at your own. What the fuck is that a bit from? It's from The Simpsons. It's Grandpa oh, that's Simpson. Right. <laughs> Matlock! 
that's it. That's yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. You, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, do we want to get into the discussion of this movie? I, we, I, we must, I'm sure, at some <laughs> yeah. point. All right. Let me throw a marker. We open with 13-year-old Marnie Piper and her mother, Gwen, arguing over why she and her young siblings, 12-year-old Dylan and 7-year-old Sophie, can never go out for Halloween. Marnie cannot go to a friend's costume party, and her mother offers no clear explanation. Gwen's mother, Agatha, or Aggie, shows up for her annual Halloween visit. The children are happier to see Aggie than Gwen is, as Aggie openly encourages the children to get more involved in Halloween. Aggie and Gwen are secretly witches. Woo. Woo. Oh, pause. Before we go too far, of course, all of our research, Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, but I think we've already name-checked them all already, but just in case. Yes. Yeah, that's most of our research. We do have a couple of other things that we'll put in the show notes. To be fair, if an old woman showed up at our house insisting to teach uh, witchcraft to our kids, I too would be a little bit concerned about my about their well-being. How often has she had to, like say to their kids no you can't do any halloween stuff for 13 years yeah and suddenly they think there's some sort of exception for this like well i mean she's the oldest one right and she's she's 13 and feeling her oats also in 13 goddamn years you couldn't have come up with a legitimate excuse to be like hey your dad was killed on a car accident on halloween and that's why we don't go out look that hits a little too close to home for me Oh my God, it kind of does. I'm really sorry about it. But also there's a dead dad in this that they don't explain. They don't really need to. Look, if that's your biggest concern, we're in for a long recording session. Hopefully not. Like I, the, the dad is out in by act one. It doesn't even matter. They don't even refer to their own father's last name after act one anymore. Oh, you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean th- this movie, like you could tell it's a Disney original. Cause like it jumps right in. Like there's no, it does. Yeah. It's just like cut to they gotta hook you. Yeah. Um, it's like coming up next Halloween town on the Disney channel, fade to black and then fade back into. And then they the did like the little wand thing. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I miss that. It's spooktober. <laughs> yep. My God. Gorsh. Gorsh. Does uh, my goofy send like share too? <laughs> oh no. Um, the in the in the human world, the ghost flying out of that window is a fucking hazard. Like it, it, ju- it looked like it nearly beamed a kid. I know, oh, it, yeah. I know it was just the opening shot, but um, I was concerned. But yeah, this is so tropey. When I'm 13, I'm practically a grown up. Pretty much. Somebody's coming. Oh, come on, Sophie. You know nobody ever comes here on yeah, Halloween. But mom, it's just a costume party. You've got to let me go. The whole world is going. Okay, if I don't girls. go, I'll be a freak. You know, you go. the odds were 50%. Mom, I get one normal mom. sister. Look, mom, I'm 13, okay? I'm practically a grown-up. I'm certainly old enough to make my own choices. She's such an asshole. Just trust your goddamn mom. Like, she's literally, like, actively... And again, this is every Halloween. This happens. And you know you're not supposed to go anywhere. And because your mom doesn't want you participating in Halloween. There's well, why why does it why is there an exception all of a sudden? Like because she's a teenager now. And probably because like I mean she's got friends with her. One dressed uh, as a shitty clown and one dressed as a shitty witch. Yeah, pretty much. Both of whom really 
quickly give us the backstory of like, yeah, Halloween's perfect for her. She loves weird stuff so much. Like, I don't know what that like <laughs> valley accent that she like, she chews those words just yeah, right around her does. mouth. Also, all of these shots are done in such close up. <laughs> Everybody's real close and real serious right here at the like, beginning. I get it. This is for a TV. And mind you, this is shot in four by three. So I'm a like, grown up mom, shot, like, which right there is weird because it was widescreen on the Disney plus version. And I don't know if they just cropped it. Uh, I mean, whatever. I don't know. But anyways, it was very close. Actually, that explains that if they did crop it, that's the reason why everything looks so close. Yeah. But meanwhile, it, Sophie's just staring out the window going, somebody's coming. Like nobody is concerned about the little girl staring out the window. No. Creepily whispering about somebody's coming. Dylan's being a nerd and he's just a classical categorical nineties dweeb. Yeah. Reading books that he has no business. reading. I don't even remember what it was. He's reading something called the flagship by Patrick. I don't think it's a real book. There's a battleship on the cover and I don't see yeah, an author I have last a perfume name by Patrick as well. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, so he's sorry. just being a hardcore dweeb while Marnie's just like, I my life is the worst. Marnie, I am just trying to protect you. Yeah, you're protecting us from being anything but a bunch of vegetables. Hey, look, I'm a potato. Are you happy now? Maybe I'll put down some roots in the carpet. Oh no, Marnie. It's too dangerous. There are things about vegetables that you don't understand. But this character is a fussy little brat. Yes. Fussy as fuck. Fussy as fuck. Uh, but yeah. That'd it, look cute on a t-shirt. Fussy, fu- as fuck. fussy as fuck. Oh, I'm going to have to send Jordan an email. <laughs> um, so we mentioned this a minute ago, but so the dad is supposedly passed away. Yeah. Um, and like at, at, at one point in this, the, the brother, um, Dylan Dylan was like uh, if dad were like or sorry not 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 the brother um, Marnie Marnie said like well if dad was here he'd probably let us go and to like while the mom was there yeah when, and yeah no it's shitty behavior it's really gross but alternately the idea that children avoid talking about their own dead father so as not to bum their mother out Specifically, not to bum your mom out is what they said. Well, yeah, but the, I guess the, the concern that I have is who has helped the children with their trauma if they're right. not talking about it? Yes. But all of Dylan's uh. lines sound like they were either written for a 35-year-old like post-grad student mm-hmm. or were read to him to be repeated as if he was a 35-year-old post-grad student because he just sound, he's not even like your sort of typical nineties dweeb or whatever. He's like, he's got an opinion about what's happening in Cleveland for fuck's sake. Like right. who is this kid? It's so weird. It, it, they don't have a computer. This is 1998. Like no. this is, uh, yeah. Um, but then, uh, the, <laughs> in an almost Monty Python esque animated sequence, a bus stop sign drops and yes. a, a bus flies in and all but kicks Debbie Reynolds off from three stories up. Pretty much. Well, it was kind of like a, a like Mary Poppins homage, right? Like sure. Sure. Descended very, very gently. But she on this like bright orange bus 
And like, yeah, she's got a carpet bag with a personality. Yeah. Which also was a school bus, which I'm like, I guess this is for kids. And that's the only sort of bus that they would just sort of identify with. Yeah. But like, why wasn't it a Greyhound or something? I don't know. Bigger? I don't know. Yes. But to your point, Debbie Reynolds entrance is bootleg Mary Poppins. Yeah, very much on so. the Disney channel, <laughs> which I mean, I guess it does make sense. And also apparently Debbie Reynolds was supposed to play Mary Poppins and what? Or like she was one of the original people that was uh, considered looked, considered. Oh, yeah. Shit. So, I, I mean, I hey, that. that's cool. Um, she also has this fun bag that has its own personality. I love a remote control carpet bag. Me too. That'd be so cute. It would be. But it functions very much like Mary Poppins, except instead of the umbrella having a personality, it's the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. This is where I have the note that both um, these kids are shits to their very reasonable mother. Uh, and also that Marnie's see-through yellow shirt seems like a bit much. It is a bit much. Who? Why? I can't. Ima- I don't. What girl in, in 98 would have wanted to wear? I would have been in eighth grade in 98. I can't imagine. I can't. Anywhere in my like memory, a neon yellow. Like it, it was just, it was, it wasn't like a like a silk blouse. No, this was like it looked like something out of a like a Janet Jackson video almost, uh, or like a um, uh, maybe like a Go Go's music video. Yeah, or Devo music video. Oh my god, <laughs> it was a bit much. It was a big, a bit much. And Dylan coming in with a this bag defies logic. Shut up, nerd. Pretty much and, <laughs> and continues throughout the entire movie to like uh, try to discredit what is going on around you. But clearly, uh, like all the way till the end, like I get it, 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 that his arc is accepting that magic is real. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways. Well, and she's giving out gifts and she gives her that talisman and she's like, oh, my God, Egyptian hieroglyphics. I know these from the book of the dead. It's the eye of Horus. It's like the most common, like it's not sure, but how the, why are you reading? And also I thought your mom didn't let you read that shit. Why? Yeah, I don't know. But no, the Egyptian book of the dead is more like, uh, death rites. Mm. Like this is how bodies are prepared. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's not really like witchy. I mean, it's macabre. Oh, fair. But yeah, we, I mean, again, we only got that one friend going like she's into so much weird stuff. Yeah. To really give us any indication that Marnie is into weird stuff. And yeah, you would think if her mom's been trying to squash her magic all this time, that if she's this into weird stuff, like she would have like uh, heavily, heavily like went the other way. With yeah, that shit. truly. Like, no, that's bad. We can't do any of that like this. Like, give her some other hobby to like to to. Like I, I would get it if like she, they, she wanted to make her into some fashionista, which would explain the blouse. But like, would it? I no, no, it wouldn't. But like that. But where, speaking of clothes, they get costumes out of this carpet bag. Yeah, and Marnie's like, I'm a Wiccan, and she's in like a cone hat and like a a robe that is made out of many pieces of material from that shirt <laughs> in different yeah. colors. Uh, Sophie puts on a sheet and starts going. <laughs> And Dylan's just like, I'm a pimple, which I, I, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it was, I don't know what's line, happening, but like, I, I don't know. And the kids go to bed and then the, the mom and grandma are in the kitchen. And then that's when we're to this next bit. Despite objections from Gwen, Aggie is intent on training Marnie as a witch before heading home. Aggie reads the children a bedtime story called Halloween town about a mystical place where witches, vampires and monsters of all sorts live in peace. Sophie points out a drawing of a witch that in the book that 
quote unquote resembles Marnie. <laughs> Aggie does nothing to stop Marnie from imagining such a thing. After putting the children to bed, Gwen and Aggie get into an argument. Marnie, who has sneaked, sneck, snuck downstairs, snooketh, snooketh, uh, <laughs> eavesdropping. Gwen is angry that her mother encourages the children to enjoy Halloween and insists Marnie will be raised as a mortal like her father was and not a witch. Aggie doesn't understand why Gwen wants to live without magic and wants to train Marnie before she turns 13. At this point, without training, she would lose her powers. Aggie then asks Gwen for help. Citizens of Halloween Town have been disappearing and she suspects foul play. And Gwen overhears all of this. Yeah. Um, They're talking about Halloween Town and this is where Dylan mentions, oh, is this Cleveland? You're talking about like, what the kid? What do you know about Cleveland? My eyes are rolling into the back of my I feel head. like I hate it this is. character so much because I was this character as a kid. <laughs> like, oh, I read a fact about something when I'm talking to adults, I can sound interesting. <laughs> and also like mom, other adults are breaking the rules. Like I was that kid. I yeah. absolutely 100% was that kid. I do want to say that like when to the, to uh, Aggie was like, uh, don't at all. Yeah. Tell them about where you're from. Here's a book about where I'm from. It was serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the note I was like, I mean, sure. Gwen is kind of stuck up, but Aggie literally just lied to her daughter. Like just turned around and 100%. was like, Oh, I won't do it. Here's a whole book. Here's a kid's picture, but and Dylan treats it like this is gospel. Like, like she's just summoned forth the fucking uh, Rosetta stone. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh my God, it's real. It's a picture book. It is. And it's it, and not a great one to begin with. No. Like, Cause that picture of Marnie does not look like Marnie. No, it's not. And there it's is like a, Sophie. Not there, all white girls look alike. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> it's just a white girl. There's no, it's uh, just a white girl. Apparently though, her picture like headshot was sent to the illustrator of the book and it's it's supposedly supposed to look like her okay (laughs) i mean hey you know what no one ever thought that this film would be seen at this high resolution how about that how about that like you know what i mean yeah like it was only ever intended to be on (laughs) what like a 36 inch tv screen was the biggest at the time maybe yeah with scan lines and 480p yeah it's not not everybody had one of those big giant rear projected big screen tvs and even then it still probably would have looked but also this movie was shot in 35 millimeter which means that they could have done a higher resolution release of it but they didn't they did this crazy crop like they did in the simpsons where it's honestly probably hmm. better off because even as clear as it was like you saw through people's masks, like none of the, Oh, none of the facial sure. VFX at Halloween time. I mean, we'll get there in a second. I've got some notes, Yeah, but yeah, Dylan is shocked, shocked. I say as, that this, as if this kid's picture book proves <laughs> anything, um, but it's so funny. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but when Marnie's being sad, her nostrils just keep flaring. <laughs> it's good acting. I mean, maybe it was just, it, it was very distracting for a moment. <laughs> Um, her sadness was distracting. Yeah. And I get that Gwen is like, maybe too from, from Aggie's perspective, maybe it's like, Hey, you have a heritage and it's a rich magical heritage. And maybe Gwen's being too blase, mm-hmm. but in general, this is not a healthy family dynamic. No, not at all. <laughs> Top like, to bottom back downstairs. Yeah. Aggie goes down and I was talking with Glenn cause they need to have Gwen. it. Gwen, Gwen, <laughs> Gwen, um, having a, grown-up conversation yeah arguing Uh, about marnie's training and magic establishing this weird like it's she needs to be trained before the her 13th halloween so i don't know the timeline is weird it's not the timeline it's the world building what is what does halloween have to do with anything right yeah it doesn't make any any sense um especially when like they then they try later to explain how time works in halloween town yeah wait what 
it starts getting bootleg Harry Potter at that point. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But they're having this argument about magic as Marnie is listening and Aggie's like, don't you know the best, the best thing for leftover chicken is to keep it on the bone. And then suddenly it turns into a chicken again. Do you really want them to go through life doing things the hard way? I mean, I mean, look at you, look at you with your plastic bowls. When you know leftover chicken keeps better when it's back on the bone. <laughs> Mother, get that thing out of here right now. Yeah. And then Gwen's like, no, I don't want this. Turn it back. And she turns it back. That chicken came back to life. Only to be instantly turned into back dinner. Into dinner again. How awful is that? That's so absolute. Like we had to pause the movie because I was just like, this, you felt so bad this is terrible. For this chicken. This poor chicken brought back to like, how does that even work? It's I don't leftovers. Know. You're always so eaten, empathic it, when it comes to mm. cock. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but also, yes, but the, but they had presumably eaten this chicken. So wouldn't it make more sense for like the chicken to have come back without, with and it only had like one wing yeah, get, or like, Oh my God. How <laughs> grotesque would that have been? How fucking gruesome would that have been? Just a piece of the chicken breast just missing. Yeah. I like though that the necromancy is not the central theme to this film. Yes. There's a little bit of variety. We're keeping it nice and spicy and fresh. Pretty much. All right. When Aggie leaves to return home, Marnie and Dylan covertly follow her. They see Aggie getting onto a magical bus and sneak onto it through the back door. When they arrive in Halloween town, Aggie does not see Marnie and Dylan getting off the bus and the children lose sight of her. At the same time, Marnie and Dylan realize that Sophie has sneaked snick snuck. Snooketh onto the bus with them. They begin looking for Aggie and are approached by Calabar, the mayor of Halloween town. He whistles for a cab. And when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror. But anything I could say. Never mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He whistles for a cab driven by Benny. uh, Who's a skeleton. Who's a skeleton. Yes. With a bad sense of humor. Uh, The children find their grandmother's mansion. And against her better judgment, Aggie decides not to take them back home immediately. She says she will start Marnie's witch training, but they have to take care of the bad thing first. Um, more world building, basically stuff's happening. People are being kidnapped and she's got to activate Merlin's talisman to stop it. Yeah. Um, These kids go, where'd that bus come from? It literally pulled up the street. Like it didn't fly in this time. It came from down the block, sweetie. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. I don't understand that. And Look, also looks like it drove up. Marnie decides that she's leaving. Cause she, well, she told Dylan everything that, that she overheard and she's like, I'm going. And he's like, well, me too. Cause I'm the man of the house. Cause I'm the man of the house. All right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's a lot to put on a, cause she's 13. He's what? 10. She's 13. He's 12. Yeah. This magic school bus that comes up uh-huh. that I mean is essentially that. And why? And I'm glad that the, the summary that we found clarified that they entered through the back door. Cause I, I didn't catch that at first. I was like, they would have had to have walked right past her. Yeah, no, no, they show it. They show oh, her coming okay. in. The I guess back, I must the, have been looking door. down to type my notes. Yeah, which I guess we'll get to it in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, that's how they come in. They are sitting in the back and then uh, uh, Dylan was like, why don't we go sit up with, with grandma? And she's like, I don't want to. I, I don't want to go let her know that we're that we're here yet until we like actually. left. Well, because she was concerned that she'd turn around and take her back. Right. But we got some gremlins on here and a Frankenstein on this bus. Yeah, like truly the things that are like goblins or what I don't, I don't know what they're supposed to be, but they look like the gremlins from the movie gremlins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, 
the person, the person, yeah, the person that was playing Frankenstein or yes. Frankenstein's monster. I don't know. Sure. Um, references Jerry Springer in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a Disney Channel kids movie. What the hell does any? He, it was about talking about how hard it is to get on in the human world. So anyway, there I was trying to spook this fellow. He was buying nachos at the mini mart when this smart headed child with the dreadful little monster mask runs up to me and yells, Daddy! I ask you, where is the business? It's not like the old days. People at Jake. I race a demon from the underworld and they say big deal. I saw the same thing on Jerry Springer. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This sort of stuff, self referential. This screenplay is all over the place. It is. It really is all over the place. Dylan's written like a skeptical dad. It's all <laughs> kind of bonkers. And like, it's some sort of like low budget doctor who graphics as they travel between worlds to Halloween to, you know, to the yeah. universal backlot or wherever it is that this town was filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan's still not believing any of this has happened. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and as they're following their grandmother off and yeah, Sophie pops up and she was like, Hey, I'm here too. And, um, Aggie runs into Harriet and I was like, my instant thought was because like right as they have that exchange, there's like a pullback from a curtain and a dun dun dun. I was like, Harriet's next. Whatever's happening. Harriet's next. Right. It's very clear. (laughs) It was the only time I felt like excited about something in the movie. I was like, Oh, that's Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Um, so, so they meet, uh, um, Calabar with the C. Um, yes, the mayor of Halloween Town. He's creepy. He's he creepy as fuck. And I'm so it, glad Sophie didn't take candy from a stranger. Yes, pulls it out of his ear. You nasty. Real gross. You nasty. And I was like, yeah, don't eat my. I like as that was happening. Don't eat that lollipop. I was typing it in caps, and I was like, yes, girl, yes. And you know, it makes me think you. someone in the '90s is like, no, 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 we can't have a little girl taking candy from a stranger in this TV movie. They can say they they can make that call in the writers' room, but the Jerry Springer joke is going to stay in, right? <laughs> What? <laughs> How do kids have any frame of reference for this? And yeah. I, it just doesn't. No, it, it doesn't belong here. Like you could have said anything else. No. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I liked Benny the cab driver. He's a fun puppet, but the teeth did like they they looked like they were carved as part of the head. Yeah. You know, they didn't he look actually individual. wasn't a puppet. He was a robot. Holy shit. Yeah. Animatronic. That's rad. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. I just didn't like the teeth. Yeah. The teeth were weird. No. Um. They what do me- they do uh, mention Disneyland by name in this, which is well, of course, yeah. It's like when ABC sitcoms have a Disneyland episode, <laughs> like it's a thing. Oh yeah, the Modern Family episode yeah. where they At Full House did them, Family Matters did them. Every sitcom that's ever been on ABC has had a Disneyland episode. Yeah, Benny takes them to Grandma's house. The gate's locked, and she tries to use her powers, and Dylan's like, "What powers?" <laughs> and she's like saying like Alicadabra and. Oh, she- <laughs> Kalamazoo and well it's locked better head home no way this is the perfect chance for me to try my powers powers what powers well I don't know I haven't tried them yet uh abracadabra open sesame yes but then doesn't work doesn't work but while they're bickering about it Sophie turns the lock into a frog yeah. essentially. Well, cause earlier we saw Sophie was using her magic powers again. Mm-hmm. First time is, you know, somebody's coming and she's predicting grandma's coming. Mm-hmm. The second time is she really wants a fucking cookie and the cookie starts floating across the room and her mom's like, oh, snaps snap. that out of the air and then proceeds to gaslight her. Yes. About Ugh. the cookie. Ugh. And now she's turned this lock into a frog. 
Yeah. Um, and then grandma does the same. Something's coming like that. I thought that was a nice touch. The weird sort of like a little bit of ESP that the Cromwell women have. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, you know, grandma's clearly mischievous. She reminds me of my friend, Eric's mom, actually both with that hairstyle and that personality. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, you know, she's, she's ooh, sort of like a wink and a smile. Yeah. Um, and she says, I mean, she says, we're going to, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to have to take you back. And they're like, no, don't. She's like, well, okay. Yeah. Completely relents almost immediately. And he's like, well, time works differently here. Two days is, or sorry. Like it's two days is a buck 50. Yeah. Uh, three hours <laughs> there is a month and a half. It's some convoluted. It is again. It's patchy world building at best, which is funny because they're not there for multiple days. So like, what was the necessity of saying multiple days? Yeah. I, it, Cause this is all one day and it's literally all daytime, which again, creates issues later. Yeah. But they're trying to activate this talent of talisman of Merlin with a potion that Aggie says she learned during the sixth century during King Arthur's yeah. time. But bitch, you just made an instant potion. Yeah. You just pulled, she, she, she just she put pulled that out a box in the microwave. Instant witch's brew. Yeah. And then touched, put it in the microwave. Yeah. Toil bubble. But no, it was bubble twice toil and trouble. Yes. Cause it's bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Yes. <laughs> On her microwave. Yeah. At which point I was, yeah, this is all bootleg Harry Potter. Like in, in a version of this, that's a little <laughs> bit more Harry Potter esque. Marnie never gets her magic powers, but Sophie does. And Marnie yeah. becomes jealous and hates her sister for it. And Sophie or no, was it, was it Dylan? That was like going like, is that chowder? No, that was Sophie. It was Sophie. Talk but, about, but, I love chowder chowder. Does your, does your mom just cook chowder in a cauldron? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe she still has her old cauldron. <laughs> and and she's just like, it's my cast iron pot. Leave me it's alone. What I, it's what I make my chowder in, in the microwave. Right. Mm. You have to imagine that this, this witch of a mother who's been hiding her children's magical potential sometimes does use magic. Oh yeah. It has to. Yeah. Well, cause she's constantly watching like infomercials on TV commenting on like, wow, this is magic. Look at it. And she's like, no, it's, no, not. it's not. This isn't magic. How dare you. <laughs> Just grumble as she's like shoving her face full of candy later. <laughs> oh God. They're and, trying to activate this Merlin talisman. Yeah. Which is basically like it's, glitter. A little, it's a rod with a little ball on the end and it's got like little talons. That yeah. Hold the ball in place. Um, and she says some words and throws some glitter, literal glitter on the top. Yes. And then, which they don't need later anyways. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't work. Womp it womp. doesn't work because you know, you need multiple witches to make it happen. Um, yeah, which is I, why she wanted. I seriously felt like the sister, Gwen like it was going to be a setup for the sisters to be like button heads over their magic ability. For sure. For sure. It would have been sure. a more interesting movie. That's all I got for this section. Same. <laughs> After trying and failing to light the talisman with instant potion, Aggie takes the children back to town to shop for the right ingredients. The family is introduced to Luke, a goblin who has made handsome by a shadow demon. Yep. He makes a clumsy pass at Marnie, which she turns down on the spot. Gwen, who had noticed her children were missing and immediately blamed Aggie, arrives in Halloween Town to retrieve them, much to Marnie's objections. Gwen tells the children to say goodbye to Aggie, then takes them to the bus station, but cannot find another bus back to the mortal world, avoiding, uh, sorry, according to a two-headed ticket vendor, and decides to see if the mayor can do anything to help. She is shocked, I tell you, shocked. To see that the mayor is Calabar, another problem. No, Calabar, an ex-boyfriend of hers. Yes, who is another problem. After Calabar <laughs> briefly leaves to handle another problem, uh, Gwen and her children see Aggie walking somewhere with Luke. Sensing Aggie might be in trouble, they follow Luke and Hart into an abandoned movie theater. Okay, so... Ghosts can sweat. That's one of the ingredients is ghost sweat, werewolf hair. Yeah. How's a ghost sweat? 
They ain't got any glands. They don't, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, how how did Gwen get there? And how does she not know how to get back? I think the answer is she knows how to summon the bus if she needs to summon it because she is a witch. And it's it. not that she doesn't know how to get back. It's that the guy that sells tickets for the bus is a two-headed thing person who was in their own movie yeah ha- yes having their own fucking who's on first sort of situation there's nothing wrong with my tie plenty wrong with it look at it i can't look at it without taking my head off i'm never talking to you again you, you know. my life miserable I excuse me i'm so sick of you drinking all this caffeine you give me a headache and you're excuse upsetting me. my stomach and i am so tired of this you upset your stomach you're like you don't even know which hand is on the sow excuse me excuse me will you caught with like the espresso it really like it's it's a it's it's vaudeville it's vaudeville is what it is and it doesn't belong in this movie um but yeah the the only way she can get on the bus was with a ticket she can only get a ticket through them so but how did she get on the bus there without the ticket like this is this is patchy world building patchy world building right as because they're exploring the town a bit more it looks like a lot of the like high-end stock from those costume stores on hollywood boulevard yeah like the really high quality rubber masks but like they're still clearly rubber masks and some of them they're like, they don't even have like makeup around the eyes. Like I saw human skin. Yeah. And some of them, and some of them clearly like they were just, again, they, these weren't made for high res. No, they weren't. Nothing and appara- and apparently like res. it was a very small, like extras cast that they were literally just throwing these costumes on. There are, there's alternately, alternately too much to see in a shot, which is why sometimes you get a random Marie Antoinette for some reason. And like a <laughs> yes. nylon dress. <laughs> Um, and also sometimes absolutely too little to see in a shot as it's like a close up of somebody's face. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It is weird. Yeah. That's when she bumps into Harriet and I was like, oh, something's happened to Harriet. Cause she's like, Hey, and kind of like grisly. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, things are happening and she, you know, she gets concerned again. Yeah. But then they go to this, um, you know, they want to get Marnie's supply. She wants her first broom. Yes. And <laughs> It, it's, it's literally the props crew literally just went to Br- to Rite Aid and bought some brooms and jazzed him up a bit. Yeah. Like in the broom that they pick out, which was like the Halloween town 5,000. Yeah. Um, okay. It just, there's something about <laughs> a commercial metal and plastic broom that does not speak to me as a magical transportation device. No, it had the little plastic thing with circles on it. It was like the vacuum in Hocus Pocus is a funnier bit. It is because it, it's funny. I just, I don't know. I like maybe again, because uh, of, of, you know, having seen Harry Potter brooms for so long for sure. I just looked fucking weird. And then when they were flying on it, that whole scene was just bonkers. And I thought they were going home. Yeah, I did too. No, well, they were let's just talk doing about the zombie ride. salesman. Yeah, so the salesman that's that's there selling them like the broom and has given them a whole spiel about how incredible this broom is. And that's and when then, um, Luke walks up. Yeah, who is that half uh, goblin guy? No, he's a goblin, and there's an implication that he's had plastic surgery to look human. The salesman is like called. Basically, they're having going back and forth. Like, get out of here! You're like the. Well, he's being a classic '90s bully and kind of like right. put smooth moves over on Marnie. And then the zombie. What does the zombie call him? A wiener. He calls him a wiener. Calls him a wiener. <laughs> no. If people were smart, you'd be nice to me. I'm friends with some very powerful creatures around here. You know. Oh, that Luke dude. He's turned into such a wiener. 
It's a know. wiener. All of Josh. his acting is very much is like it's uh. like if the uh, the Hallmark Channel tried to do a Halloween or like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, mean, it's all very earnest, but yeah, but so. Are you talking like Ernest, like like the Ernest movies? No, I mean like the actors are taking it very oh, seriously. It. It's yeah. almost mm-hmm. camp. It is like they're taking it very seriously, but everything, but like the stakes aren't really they they are explained all. truly. It's just they. I mean, literally the bad the antagonist is the bad thing. Yeah, like it's so nebulous. Uh. But like all this smart lip. Uh, like back talk between Marnie and her mom and she can't even say no I'm saying with her grandma because this is when mom shows up yeah like, after the broom ride um and uh we also uh realize that she is um or that she had a uh a love affair with Calabar well yeah because after they can't get the tickets going she, they're gonna go talk to the mayor because the kids have already met the mayor yeah um and you know grandma's interacted with the mayor and had that whole weird interaction and this is when i was like oh, this is all being very it's very like it, it's almost a soap opera it like, is a in, in how yeah. they're doing it but um yeah they go to the mayor's office and he's got like a receptionist that's a weird puppet that cat calls the mom yeah it's a bat in a box and yes. that's the only time we see that bat in the box and i'm kind of disappointed I'm not because he cat called at at Gwen. Oh, you're right. It was creepy. That is weird. And we get that weird vibe and Dylan's like, what's going on here? It's like, Dylan, have you really (laughs) never seen your mom flirt before? Seriously? How long has your dad been dead? Come on. Clearly, clearly your mom still got some juice left in her. (laughs) She, her battery's still half charged up. Oh no. She wants to go to Calabasas with Calabar. I don't know. I don't have any, (laughs) I don't really have anything there. No, Um, but, uh, then a woman who is not the bat that told him he had visitors came in. She's literally a pin cushion. She's like, Oh, I've got a message. It's a whole, it's ridiculous. Sorry. I love her. The fuck kind of monster is she supposed to be? I don't, I don't understand. Know, I don't understand so this much world fun. at all. It's She's ridiculous. She's my favorite character. Oh my goodness. Um. Anyway, uh, this is when, yeah, Luke uh, signals to Granny because the kids are going to leave. And he's just being peak 90s shithead kid and takes Granny to the theater. Yep. When we get to the, the next bit. Aggie meets the hooded demon in the theater where the missing Halloween town citizens have been frozen in time. Aggie declines to give the talisman to the demon. Gwen and the children enter the theater as Luke rushes out in fear. The demon freezes Gwen and Aggie. The children escape and obtain the necessary ingredients, the hair of a werewolf, the sweat of a ghost, and a vampire's fang to make a potion that will activate the talisman. They then realize they must place the talisman in the large jack-o'-lantern in the center of town to defeat the demon. Yeah, um... this movie theater that's like full of like all of these dead people that are all missing. frozen frozen They're very specifically frozen They're yes frozen. yeah but they all have cobwebs and shit on them which assumes that like, you know they've been there for a minute well yeah. i mean gwen to, or not gwen aggie at the beginning says this has been happening for some time got it you know and she's been researching but she was, it she was genuinely surprised to see that the theater was closed earlier on Cause like when they walk by, it's like, Oh, and here's oh the theater. yeah, that's closed. 
Huh. Has she not been? She had to have been to town because she had to get on the goddamn bus. Again, patchy she, world building. Uh, it's weird. The, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit at the end, but uh, people, especially Disney people, have such an affinity for this movie, and I don't understand I don't, why. I don't understand oh, it either. I'm sorry if we're trashing a, a beloved classic of you, but this movie is not great. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. And it, you know, as much as Debbie Reynolds does for this movie, she, which, I, again, she's chewing the scenery. She's she working is. hard. Uh, you know, they get in there. The, 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 the crazy demon guy comes out of the screen and it's, it's very ghostbusters and it's like, sort of like half open dimension. Yeah. Something's happening. And I guess he's collecting people to use this energy that it's never, it's never really explained. Right. But also like Luke, who is apparently this demons, like uh, minion minion is surprised that they get frozen. Like, and he was like, that wasn't a part of the deal. Have you looked around the room, dude? Right. Like all of this. Exactly. Uh, whatever. And so, you know, Debbie Reynolds does her sort of like half deaf deaf scene with this, uh, carpet bag demon. I, yeah. I don't know. Like his face kind of looks, <laughs> he looks like a human oogie boogie kind of, they go off for these ingredients. And the first note that I had when they go to the werewolf barbershop, cause they remember that from the book was, is this werewolf gay or Austin powers? Like that's the note that I had gay or Austin powers. <laughs> <laughs> is he gay? Or Austin Powers. <laughs> it's hard to guarantee. Is he gay? Or Austin Powers? Well, hey, don't look at me. You see, they bring their boys up to Britain. Gay or European? It's hard to guarantee. Is he gay or European? Well, hey, don't look at me. You see, they bring their boys up different in those charming foreign ports. They play peculiar sports in shiny shirts and tiny shorts. Gay or foreign fella. Yes, I wrote uh, Werewolf Austin Powers with a question mark. I was just wondering if you had any um, part-time jobs available, maybe like after school or something. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, we don't. Oh, this sulfuric acid treatment is coming along nicely. It's really going to split your ends and bring out those roots, baby. But I've always what? wanted to- And there's a visual gag with his hairdryer that blows fire, but like, uh, what, who's that for? was a practical prop by the way that <gasps> was fire coming out oh my of that, which god is kind of terrifying that this for this girl to, girl be, to be holding ooh, on to that is terrifying yeah and then dylan sneaks up behind him and does the jackass thing with the clippers do you remember in the jackass movie they'd run up behind people and buzz their hair off <laughs> yeah that's where they probably got it from i wouldn't be surprised yeah and yeah there's just a whole lot going on with this werewolf it's brief though <laughs> it is it's brief, but it's a lot. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and I, this is where I have the note. I feel like all the hair and makeup costumes were purchased on the shops in Hollywood Boulevard. Like everything's just <laughs> like the, the there's really well-made and expensive rubber masks, but they're clearly rubber masks. And yes. also there's a lot of synthetic materials and bad hair. Yes. Very, it's very, bananas. very, very much. So party city. Um, and they get to, they're going for ghost sweat, which this is where Dylan's like, they don't have bodies. Yes. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. Voice of reason in this damn movie. But it was getting very like, um, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Miyazaki's, uh, spirited away, spirited away a little bit. Getting those vibes. I thought that was really neat. Um, Yeah. With this sort of like vintage sweat box thing. Yeah. I still didn't understand like 
here, distract him while I get his sweat. Girl, he sees you. Like she's standing right next to him. It's like, keep going, keep going. It's, uh, then, it's such a bonkers. And going on this like, oh, this is getting too hot. Oh, it's so hot. And then a little bit of sweat off his nose and beep, just a tiny bit into this beaker. And then they leave. Yeah. And then he gets out. And he shrinks a, down. Yeah. He was a, well, he was a big boy. He was a round ghost. He was a, he was a, 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 um, a jolly yes. uh, ghost. And yes. then came out with the same size head and skinny body. It was kind of terrifying. Yeah. It was but also you could creepy. tell that like, you know, this was live action and they like, they, uh, it wasn't animated. It was like they just reduced the transparency. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure you could have seen his dick, like oh. through the through the. I, you know, if I'm being honest, I kind of tried to look. So I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little bit of blue ghost peen. Nothing like uh, you know, um, Doctor Manhattan from both the film and TV show oh, of The Watchmen. Right. Yeah, yeah, just dingly, dangly, just right out there, dong. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then they go to a dentist where a vampire happens to be a patient. Again, this is all just so fortuitous. Yeah. Like just happened to be. And this but feels also, like a really w- terrifying. Like if I was a child watching this, it felt like bad sketch comedy. It's like mm-hmm. this scene belongs in whatever scene the two headed ticket man movie is. in. Yes. That's that movie because it's, it's all kind of jokey. The vampire is super intense. The dentist who's kind of like now, now don't worry. You won't feel a thing. Wow, Doc, that didn't hurt at all. Well, after all, I am the Tooth Fairy. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a big nose and he's weird, but he's like, I'm the Tooth Fairy, and that's kind of funny. And then he's taking one of her fangs off, and that's kind of funny. And again, the resolution's so high that we can just see the black painted tooth. Yeah, the tooth is clearly painted out. They did nothing to make it look like it was not there. And then they just yoink this tooth that happened to be extracted when they came by. And there's so much about this that concerns me. (laughs) But yeah, it's a creepy dentist experience altogether. It's definitely not going to help kids go to the dentist. No, not at all. They've got all the ingredients. They're ready to head back home. And Benny shows up. Yes, and... For some reason, Sophie sees that there's darkness in him. <laughs> and I, I, and I, and I took a minute and I was like, what is she picking up on? Like, what this are they? Cab like, he's dark sided, but also there's a thing like you, you show instead of tell. Yeah. I wasn't seeing any of the show. No. And then there happens to be a regular dog in Halloween town that they can unleash yep. and send chasing after the skeleton in mm-hmm. a car. And he's yep. like, not the dog and just drives off. And then they get home and you know, record time. They actually create witches brew, not from instant with all of the ingredients they've acquired. Uh, they put it in the talisman and then, um, it doesn't work at first. Right. Because she doesn't remember the spell the spell at all. And just starts saying random things thinking that that was going to work. I don't necessarily think it's about magic powers at this point. Maybe Marnie's not bright enough to be a witch. I don't. I think and that's, that can, that's okay. Which is sometimes your int score is a little bit low, even <laughs> though your whiz and charisma scores are a little bit higher. A little bit. Although I don't think Marnie's charisma score is very high at all. Right. But that's just me. And Sophie, who has remembered it because she made it starts chanting darkly whisper it's <laughs> right. just so creepy it's like oh i made it into a song i make up songs all the time okay <laughs> sure that's not concerning why um anyways weirdo they uh they activate the talisman um dylan goes it's lit and i thought that was really great 
Well, because um, Marnie remembers that her grandmother says, you know, magic is simple. You just have to want something and then let yourself have it or whatever. Right. But she misquotes her grandmother because she says spells are easy. You just have to want something and then let yourself have it. In this moment, yes, she misquotes her. She does. But also like they want it's kind it. of a Harry Potter thing, right? Like, yeah, again, bootleg. Yeah. I, the, the book came out the year before this movie did. Oh, Harry Potter enough. had just come out the year before. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I, I think given the fullness of time, we can see that there was a bit of quick. We got to grab onto this real quick For from, sure. from the Disney side. Yes. I think. I think that's a fair assessment. Yep. Can't give it all the Warner brothers. No. All right. When they arrive to install him, the demon suddenly appears and reveals himself to be Calabar, who is bitter that Gwen chose to marry a human instead of him. (laughs) He starts talking to the townspeople and tries to persuade them to join him and take over the mortal world. With the help of Luke, Marnie slips past Calabar long enough to climb up onto the jack lantern and try to place the talisman inside. Calabar, noticing this, casts a spell to freeze her. As she is about to pass out, Marnie drops the talisman inside the jack lantern, which causes it to illuminate. This unfreezes her and everybody trapped inside the theater and several uh, and severely weakens Calabar. Gwen, Aggie, and the children confront Calabar and use their combined powers to defeat him. Luke is restored to his goblin appearance. Calabar's reasoning for wanting to take over the human world is because Gwen married a mortal. Married a mortal. Oh, yeah. Calabar. You could have had me. The most powerful warlock of all. You could have ruled with me as my queen, but you chose a human instead. Well, it turns out she's a pretty good judge of character. Your days of rule are at an end, Calabar. Do not underestimate me, Agatha. Ah. What the fuck? Like it wasn't, there wasn't any like sort of like mystical reason as to being like, no, it's very Snape. It is very Snape. It's a little bit Grindelwald too. Uh, we've been holed away here secretly for too long and we're going to take over the mortal world. It's very girl. Everything's going fine there. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Also, in I don't understand where the, the threshold between him not being able to come out of that theater and into the sunlight and suddenly now he can, unless it was just the two extra bodies. Cause he doesn't have the talisman. Like that would have been more interesting if like he was possessed by like this dark form. Sure. And that's what was like maybe causing that, him to do it. And then it was suddenly like the dark form then became him. Maybe that is it. And maybe the people that he stole and froze are people who would try to stop him who couldn't be swayed to take over the mortal world. But still like, it's just patchy world building. It's, it's none so of it's- dumb. And especially, <laughs> especially if it's all, if his reasoning is just because, well, you married a mortal and I liked you. But there's one woman in the crowd who just looks really excited and on board with this. She's just got kind of like, like she's got like blue hair <laughs> and kind of like a, a plain old fairy costume and I like glasses. About. And she's just like, yes. Hey, this sounds great. Like the look on her face. <laughs> is just kind of like, I like what those guys she's selling. A, let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck it. And so there's all this back and forth. Cause he does zap her. And then she remembers her grandmother. Magic is easy. You just have to want something and give it to yourself. And so she drops the thing. Right, and and it just twists the right way to fall into the little hoop or whatever. Yeah, which I, yeah, whatever. And then at one point, like Debbie Reynolds is gonna, you know, Aggie's gonna take charge, and she pulls something out. She's just chanting again. Debbie Reynolds is in this film. She is she in this is film, and she is chanting 100%. and taking all of this totally seriously. Yes. And then it, her daughter joins her, and they're chanting. And I'm like, oh, everybody's gonna start chanting. It'll be great. But no, nope, nope, that doesn't happen. Um, it doesn't work, and he fends them off. And well, then no, Dylan's getting well, mad. She, well, yeah. 
And so he got, he has sparkle fingers. Yes. And, and then, and then, uh, Marnie and Sophie both noticed that. And it's just like, he's like, I don't know what this is. And then it's like, let's all join hands and hum. Right. It's a, he doesn't try to zap and it's not like anybody joins in with the chanting. Everybody just joins hands and starts humming. It's like the scene in the mighty wind. <laughs> Silly witches. You Cromwells have failed. <laughs> Come on, Dylan. We need you. Believe. just the worst oh, it's awful and then he is blasted away but he's like silly witches yes <laughs> at one point as they're trying to defeat him but that i mean that's that's basically it the film ends with the family getting on the bus and blasting off to the mortal world gwen and aggie decide to train marnie as a witch and aggie decides to stay in the mortal world to spend more time with her grandchildren okay yeah cool it's it's result. The family drama is resolved neatly. Mom's going to teach daughter to be a witch, but I guess the time like she's got enough time frame to start before Halloween ends, so she doesn't lose her powers. I mean, maybe she just needs to use her powers. Like if she hadn't used them before, that's that. Let's talk about budget and reception. I mean, yeah. it's weird to talk about money on a Disney Channel original because it's not like it, you know it was just on the platform. It didn't have like yeah, so a box office. There really wasn't because um, they're not required to disclose what the budget is on on TV movies. But um, the Insider article quoted uh, four million dollars to make. It. Oh, okay. Critic um, score is eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which I don't really understand that. No. Uh, Lauren Fry's of variety in 2009 uh, says what separates this original pick from the usual Halloween fair is that it captures the spirit of the holiday designed for kids. It's sweet and fun, uh, but could, uh, but too much could definitely give you a stomach. Yeah. But yeah. too much good. Yeah. Which I, I guess viewer score is around 72. Um, uh, Bob C in 2019 said, this is not very good. Started strong, but then the plot spiraled out of control only watch for nostalgia. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Uh, Michael R in 2018 said, this is the best movie I've ever seen that was made for TV. Incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect. So You're wrong, sir. Yeah. A uh, little bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, Halloween town was filmed in the small towns of, uh, Scapoose, Scapoose and St. Helens, Oregon. Oh, so it wasn't a back lot. No, this town exists. Oh. And the pumpkin that's in the town square was gifted to the city of St. Helens and is displayed every Halloween in the town square in the spirit of the Halloween town celebration. Oh, that's cute. So during Halloween, you can go there. Also, uh, you can technically stay at Aggie's house because it is an actual bed and breakfast that overlooks <sighs> St. Helens, Oregon. And oh. it's called the Knob, uh, Knob Hill Riverview. We'll have to go when the pandemic's over. 100%. Stay at the Knob Hill Riverview. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's I think that's absolutely delightful. Um, Apparently on set, Debbie Reynolds uh, used to introduce herself as Princess Leia's mother to people. I love that. I do, so too. Much. I do, too. Uh, she also tried to be as helpful as possible to everyone around her of course. Um, and like try to move ladders for the, for the crew and uh, for her safety. They'd be like, no, 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 Miss Reynolds. <laughs> oh, here, let me get this. Let me get that. Let me just move that genie lift out of the way. For <laughs> <laughs> I can see her doing I that. I totally could too. 
That's pretty much all that I have. Yeah. What had you, you seen this movie before no. today? Neither had I. No. Neither had I. Uh, I'm okay with that decision and I don't ever need to see it again. <laughs> I don't either. I I get that a lot of people really like this and I get that probably in 1998, if this you were watching this at that time. I don't and again, know. I would have been in eighth grade. I would have been 14. So I, yeah, this, the, again, I... Female protagonist who's age 13. I was not paying attention. I was watching Buffy. Actually, I was watching Dawson's Creek already. Yeah. Dawson's River Kids. Dawson's uh, River Kids. Like this was not great. <laughs> and I feel like this is going to get worse as we go through these Disney Channel movies. Hey, it's what we signed up but for. We've been avoiding it for up. almost a year. We have been. And honestly, this is the, is this the first one that we're this doing? This is the first like Disney Channel original I think that we did. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. yeah. Well, for more fun content, you can find us on Patreon at Making Mischief, uh, patreon.com slash Making Mischief. We're going to do the um, Frankenweenie original short for our next drop on the Patreon. Yes. It's I'm looking forward to that. Really, really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Uh, where can they find me on social media, Clancy? Well, if they wanted to find you, they could find you at Josh Watchin TV without uh-huh. the G no on G. Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And if they so choose to find moi, where would that be? Uh, if they were looking for vu, uh, they would find <laughs> you at uh, CLNCY, no A, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And you can find the show at nonplusspod on all the socials. Where can they email us if they want to email us, Clancy? Uh, they can email us at nonplusspod, uh, or sorry, submissions at nonpluspod.com. Um, yeah. You can, uh, you know, let us know how things are going. You can give us uh, some ideas of a movie that you might want us to try to do. Yes. Um, you could just give us some uh, facts about Halloween Town that we didn't come up with. Uh-huh. Um, you could just send us pictures of cats. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. And do at least rate, review, subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Yes, please. Make it funny, sweet, or just, you know, five stars and we might read one on the show. Like this one from Mazer1789. Five stars love this show. They always bring some new angle to the stories we all love. What a great way to get back through the massive Disney catalog and watch along with two hilarious hosts. Mazer. Love it. So yeah, drop us a line somewhere, sometime. Yeah. Someplace. And until next time. Until next time. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Oh, I'm Clancy. Yeah. Over there is Oh, is that Josh? Yes, your husband Josh. Yes, my husband Josh. Yes. And we are nonplus. We are nonplus. We are nonplus. We're nonplus? Nonplus? I am nonplus about this movie. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. If it's <laughs> <laughs> I just I was talking because you weren't able to do anything. Yeah, no, that was fine. And I thought you would just continue to do that, but it's okay. Well, I ran out of shit to say. What do you mean? <laughs> I just thought you'd keep talking while I did anything but talk. No, I'm I'm sorry. I am sorry. Where were we? We were talking about how she was like, I'm 13, I'm practically a grown-up. Yes.
Do you have anything to say on the subject? You keep winding your finger up at me like I've got a cue to go back to. No, I, I, I do have something to say. And, I, and I'm here to say it. Marine? Marnie? Marnie. Marnie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm getting Marine from. I don't either. Marnie. Dyslexia. Don't forget to check out Tavor on iOS and Android for your 100% independent resource for tasty and tantalizing craft brews. Just search Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your App Store search to get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Cheers! Bye! Bye.